I am so excited for this recording because y'all, I met Tess this year actually. And it was a very random encounter. One of my friends from high school had a birthday party, her 30th, and you came. And what's wild is you hadn't even seen her in a long time. So it was all very like God, divine timing. And then we were able to go to dinner and hit it off. So I'm excited for people to hear you and your story. And so I'm going to give you the floor. Please tell us all things Tess and everything you have going on. Thank you so much, Tina. I appreciate that. Like, oh my goodness. She's right. I We met on the most, I would say, I don't know if it was serendipity. I don't know why we even met. It was crazy. Um, the one word that came to my mind was obey. That's who I am in this 30th version of myself. I'm obeying, right? Because um, I realized sometimes like, like your calling is not always going to be convenient for you. Um, and that night when I went to that party, I did not feel like it. I literally just got off a cruise. I literally had sea legs. I thought when, even when I was standing on the, in, on the ground, like it was shaking because I was from the sea, but it was like, go to this party, go to this party. I just felt it go to this party. Um, and I show up and I meet Tina, my friend. So as she mentioned, um, my name is Tess and I am a groundbreaking motivational speaker. I'm an author. I am an entrepreneur as well. Um, and so what got me into this realm of speaking, into this business of speaking, is that I realized that there was just a lack of importance when it came down to mental wellness, just well-being. Nobody was really talking about it to me. I feel like everybody should be talking about it everywhere we go, but instead we're talking about football, we're talking about baseball, we're talking about the Kardashians. You know, we're talking about all these different things other than who we are, what we are, um, and how we, how should we operate in order to become who we want to be. So that's exactly who I am as far as like my platform. I have a brand called Success Over Suicide, um, where I do just that, where I have books and I have a coaching program in order to help people actually realize where they are right now and whatever it is that's holding them down instead of succumbing to that and feeling like they are not worthy or feeling like they were less than of helping people redefine success so then they can just actually tap into the transformation that they were always created to have so that's just a little spill on me you know I'm gonna I'll put I'll give Tina all the information as far as my website um, and any links to everything that I have going on so we can all stay connected uh Amazing. I love everything that you're doing, everything that you stand for. I guess the first thing that I want to like have us dive into, because recently we were talking about being creative, being a Black woman, and then the intersectionality of all the things, right, in society and and just being bold while keeping your mental health healthy. Um, and so I wanted to ask you, what does that kind of look like for your life and how have you found I guess, stability in your own way. Because sometimes when you're a creative and entrepreneur, you have all this stuff going on, you're already different. <laughs> so then you add the level of being black and a woman, and then you add more layers on top of that. So let us know, like for anybody who's watching this, give us the tea, what works? What should we be doing with our mental health to stay okay? Mm, great question. 
Tina said, give us the tea, give us the tea, right? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta sip on this tea, right? So, um, and I love the word that you said, that intersectionality, because even for me, like you say, being the creative, um, being a black woman, and of course I am in, also in the LGBTQ uh, Q community as well. And so that's a whole, that's another intersection that comes in. And so I have to protect my mental health every single day because honestly my friends to be real I can go anywhere and I can just feel that um I'm either pissing somebody off or just by me just standing there honestly like just me being who I am um and so one thing that has helped me a ton lately um are the benefits of boundaries right boundaries is something that I realized recently that so a lot of people may struggle like, oh my goodness, people are not respecting my boundaries. And I just want to set somebody free right now because what I realized was that the reason why people don't respect your boundaries is because they don't have any boundaries themselves. So once we understand that, that sort of kind of helps you have grace on the people who just constantly keep violating the boundaries that you have clearly set. Now, first, we have to, of course, understand what boundaries do we have? Okay, what, 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 what places do I want to make sure I put myself in? Um, what kind of people do I want to surround myself with? Because we have to respect our own boundaries. People are not going to respect your boundaries if, if you're not showing them that practice. Like sometimes we literally have to train people. And I'll tell you one of the greatest ways is say no. Saying no to things. I'm telling you, my friends, a lot of us are um, trying to get over the disease of people pleasing. And I know I am. And it's really yes. hard. Isn't it right? It's it's tough. I'm telling you, people view you as mean and people view you as just a disruptor, all the things, right? But I just need to free, I had to free myself from that because some spaces, like if you if some if somebody invites you somewhere and you can feel it in your soul that it just does not feel right, like your stomach just started to hurt, and maybe your head started to feel whatever, right? Where your body is just trying to tell you, like, I don't think it's a good idea listen to that. And so that's something that has helped me a lot as far as setting boundaries, saying no. And as far as protecting my mental health, because that's so serious, right? Like, oh my God, setting boundaries, it is intense. So one thing I've told my best friend recently is to make sure you have fun. Do more things that make you have fun. Like you said, we were talking about children earlier. Like, dude, connect with your inner child. Do that stuff that used to make you feel great. You know what I mean? Dress up. Do whatever you have to do to actually have fun as you. Not the fun that people think you should be having, but have the fun that you enjoy to have. Mm, that was so good. I was over here taking notes. I mean, even with what you said about boundaries, I found that boundaries are invisible for me. Like I used to think that I had to like do the most to set a boundary, but sometimes the most powerful boundaries are the invisible ones. They're the ones where they're like, let's not even, we know where she stands. So don't even ask, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we already know what they, what they believe in, where their values lie. Don't even come sideways because there's so much work that's already been done. So I know for me, I've been set free of that because I used to think I'd have to do the most to, to convince people of my boundaries. But like you said, people don't have their own and it sucks because you have to be this trailblazers a lot of the times within your own family or friends. And that's uncomfortable. But the more you say no and yes to yourself, so no to others and more yes to yourself and yes to better opportunities that God brings, it becomes easier. And I think it's like you become an influence in your own world in a way. And a lot of times we don't want to be those trailblazers, right? Like we don't want to be 
the, the, the example, it's like, can somebody else do it, please? But sometimes it's, we're called when we are the different ones, when we are the ones that want to inspire and make a difference and start our own business or have a book. Like, it's just, it's just different, I found. And I wanted to talk to you real quick about listening to your body, because you talked about how sometimes being in spaces and just being like, you know what, I don't feel good here, but we will ignore that. And I don't know why women have been trained like this and especially black women, we've totally been trained. And I don't know if that's through church or, or different things that our culture has, but like not listening to your gut, not listening, not trusting yourself because you need others to tell you whether that's something that you can be affirmed or not. It's very weird. Right. And I just really thought about, even in my life, I, we were talking recently about this, about saying no the first time like not having to get to the point where you're so burnt out that you're like I'm incapacitated so I physically can't even if I want to <laughs> like saying no the very first time that leap is in your belly like no that's not for you or that circle is not for you or that place is not for you or like you wanting to go to that party obeying your spirit and saying you know I should go because you met so many new people I met you right but so many times we don't trust ourselves. And so I'd love for you to touch on, on that and your experience, even working with young people, because Tess works with uh, youth of America, literally, she's making the world better. So let me know your thoughts on just trusting your gut the first time and how you can find that confidence over time. Ooh, trusting your gut. And it goes both ways, right? Like the night that I met Tina, and I just got to give a shout out to Tina real quick, because you know, it's not many people that I meet that I connect with who have such a great platform, who's a serial entrepreneur like Tina, who, I mean, any resource that you can think of, she has that like connect. So that's why it's so cool when you listen to your, um, your spirit, your soul, whatever is leading you to go somewhere to listen to it. Um, and I just want to free somebody too, as far as it's okay to go alone. Like go alone sometimes. You don't need all your friends to go places. I showed up at that party by myself. Go alone. And then look, I was able to gain friends. So um, that's one good thing on the on the good side of listening to your gut. But then when you feel that that first time, right? Like that rumble and like, I just don't feel good or, or just feel that pressure, right? You'll feel like, geez, I really feel like this person is peer pressured me. Um, it can come from your parents. Parents, that's a real thing. I don't even think people realize that your parents can peer pressure you. It's not just the people in high school, like your parents can peer pressure you peer to peer. It's like, clearly I said no. And now you're continue. You're still pushing what you think I should do. Um, so it's it's good to be. That's why I'm really an advocate on awareness. Right. Um, so a lot of people are just like, how do I even feel what my body is telling me? I always recommend doing more things as far as stillness. So that can be meditation. Um, that could just, just be sitting in silence to just get in tune with what your body is telling you at any given moment. Um, so that helps me a ton be able to identify, okay, if I'm having a conversation, or if I'm in a room, I can literally feel certain emotions arising within me to let me know, okay, stay or maybe I should go. Um, so I always recommend first, that's like the base. You have to spend more time with yourself in silence in order to really develop that internal connection. Because sometimes that inner voice is whispering. And so, or that gut feeling is whispering and there's so much noise, right? You got the football game on, you got the Kardashians on, you got all this going on, right? So how can you hear your inner voice if it's whispering? You have to silence. Um, and then once you actually feel that feeling, 
understanding that you don't need anybody to validate what you feel. I had to learn that and I'm still learning that. Um, I would feel something and I'd be like, you know what? I'll tell somebody, you know, I feel this way. Then somebody may talk you out of it without even trying to do so. Just um, just sharing their experience or maybe projecting their own insecurities. But yeah, if you feel something, you don't have to share it and be like, oh my goodness, what does what this person think about it? Was Allow yourself to have that internal validation. Like that's, that's enough. Uh, a lot of times I feel like I was seeking external validation so much. And that's what, what sort of kind of got me into this place of just not being well and feeling very down, depressed and just gloom. Um, so yeah, the, the meditation and making sure that you have, you provide yourself with that internal validation. I love that so much. I know for me growing up in a very loud house, in a very big family, uh, my mom is Jamaican origin. My father is from Mississippi. So we have a lot of like big personalities. And then you add the layer of like very hype church all the time. And that note of stillness and sitting in silence was not something that I grew up with at all. <laughs> and so as an adult, I've had to be so intentional with sitting in silence. And then, like you said, to be quiet with it and trust it. Don't like go and look for validation because you're right. People really talk us out and they don't even mean to. We'll just take it as a sign, right? A quote unquote sign that they said something. It's like, that wasn't a sign. They were just talking. <laughs> and so sometimes we will literally miss our, our moment or miss a beautiful opportunity because we're looking for a sign to talk us out of it or or we can't just sit with ourselves because it's scary to sit in silence sometimes, right? Like our brains are so on overdrive all the time. Like there's so much information all the time, but I found with me, like being able to really sit still and embody what's happening and let the thoughts pass or let the moment go and know that it's, it's, it's not going to last forever. Like it's okay. Feel the feelings, let them go, feel the thoughts, let them go because there's such beauty on the other side for sure. But I, Tess, you also uh, Jamaican. I love it. Please, Come on. I know. Please share with us your, I know you talked a little bit about your story, but I want to share, I want you to share with us your story of why you're so passionate about your mission, um, mm -hmm. success over suicide. Share with us where that even came from and what it means to you out here working with so many people. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So thank you for that question. Um, so I started successfully with suicide, honestly, about 10 years ago. Um, officially getting on paper, maybe like the last five years, but it started when honestly tragedy struck my family. So a little bit about me, like she mentioned, I am raised, my father's Jamaican and my mom's from ATL, Grady Baby, you know what I mean? Shout out to ATL, Decatur, you know, what? You know, we, we here, we in the building. Um, so on my dad's side though, Jamaican, I literally used to spend summers in Jamaica, uh, eating cornmeal porridge, brown stew chicken, having the fish, the red snapper in the um, oven. Then they take it out, they put it on the grill, all the good stuff, right? And one of the main people who used to make that was my aunt. And so she was definitely a person who, if my parents told me no, I'll just be like, Auntie Mel, uh, hey, can we get this? She's like, okay, I got you. So that was my person, right? And like, she honestly used to make me some amazing, delicious oatmeal. I'm telling you, I still cannot make it to this day, but with some good nutmeg and some cinnamon, amazing condensed milk. Let me tell you something amazing, Tina, right? But then one day I'm I was like, uh, I'm drooling just hearing this. <laughs> 
right? I'm like, I, you would think I would know how to make it since I got the ingredients, right? But it, that's a different story. Um, that's how special like Jamaicans are, right? It's, they don't even write down anything. The measurements are just, they just feel it, right? Um, so I would experience amazing good food, love all the time. And then when I was about 19 years old, I received a phone call that told me to come home immediately. And I was like, oh goodness, this is what's going on. It's Friday night, like I'm a freshman in Atlanta in college. Like, whoa, I was not trying to go home at the time. And I live about 30 minutes from Atlanta. Um, and then that's why my mom told me that my aunt took her own life. And that was very strange to me because my aunt went to college. She had several degrees, PhD. She had all the things. She had the car. She had the success. And all, well, what I considered to be success. Um, but then when I found out that she took her own life and she died by suicide, it was just, it made me just go into the spiral of under of unraveling everything I ever thought about. And then one day me and my best friend was sitting in my room and we were just talking about it in depth because it really messed us up. Like it wasn't just something that just that happened. We were like, wait, like it was just, we, we just couldn't understand. She, wait, why was she, what is this? And then we came up with this phrase called success over suicide. Like it's important that we have to choose whatever, whatever it is that we want to do, whatever it is that makes us feel alive. We have to do more of that, right? Like so often we're so um, just people pleasing and doing what other people want us to do that we don't even realize that a part of us is dying every single time we make a decision where we don't honor ourselves where we don't celebrate ourselves um and a lot of times we don't even realize that we're just tolerating ourselves so I think it's important for people to realize that you know success over suicide is just not like a mindset to have it's suicide can occur on even like the emotional level on the on the mental level too before it ever does happen on the physical level and so I started this brand with my best friends and we've been at it ever since so now we're in schools talking to schools and I literally just had a student ask me what does success over suicide mean and that really warmed my heart the fact that she saw the title of my book and that was the first question she had and I was like wow look at us in schools now um injecting this positivity making students realize that unfortunately people are taking their own lives. And I, I want people to realize, okay, if this is an issue, how can we make sure? Because suicide can happen to anybody, anyone. Nobody is exempt. Like seriously, no, it's not the rich. It's not the, the poor. It's not, it's all of us can be impacted by this huge epidemic. So this brand brings awareness and it definitely promotes, promotes that self-love um, and gratitude that we all should have. Wow, I am speechless. I mean, I commend you tremendously for, the work and this industry, this path you've taken, because it's heavy, I'm sure, working with people and hearing people's just world and what they're going through. You shared before we started recording of a student that just was crying, you know, and we were talking about growing up, how maybe we had it rough too. Like we were sad, but that weep, that like just internal agony of, like you said, tolerating yourself. That was crazy. To, I've never heard that before, but so many of us do just tolerate our lives when the truth is there's so much more. There is so much more to live. It's just one decision away, you know, and now you saw your aunt being successful, you know, whatever that meant. It wasn't her, it wasn't the success that she needed clearly, you know, and I'm, I'm realizing more and more that we all get to define what success looks like. And it's not going to look the same for everybody. You know, we have podcasts and YouTube channels and, and all these things of what success is. And, and I'm realizing more and more that everybody should be writing their own version of what that is. 
And and to someone else, it may be the cars and the jets and the da 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 da. And others, it may be as simple as like I cook dinner every night and I hang out with my dog and we are happy, you know. And everything is. Everybody has a different um a different way to look at it. And so I love everything that you stand for and what you were talking about with that story. So thank you for sharing that. Please tell us about this book that you have coming out. I can't wait yeah. to take your pictures. Side note. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. Y'all shout out to like, once again, Obey and Right. Um, it's so cool. The fact that I even went to the party that we mentioned that we met at. And now Tina's like, she's like a photographer. Once again, a resource. Um, <laughs> and like, it's so cool to see just what you, what happens, what, what happens when you obey that feeling? Because a lot of times it doesn't feel right at first, but when you obey that feeling, you get rewarded time after time. Like I recently just told somebody no about something and like the universe gifted me with I was like whoa with another opportunity I was like look at that because it did not feel good at first to say no or I can't do this and it's just like listen and whenever you honor yourself you're going to get honored right back I promise you something's going to happen that some type of stronghold is going to be released that you know something had on you so in regards to the book it's called success over suicide how to redefine success and transform your life my friends literally working on the promo right now I'm aiming for a May release date. We're actually in the process of rebooting my website. So we have a full store when people come to it. So people can get the gear, not just the book. Because I mean, okay, cool. The book is amazing. Like I poured my soul in it. But I want you all to get merchandise, right? So we're coming out with the merch, with the book at the same time. And we're launching in May. And so that's what we're looking forward to now. And that's what I had to realize. Because for a long time, and even with my aunt, I realized like it was like she was getting all these, these degrees and coming from um Jamaica or being a, a first generation like immigrant or parents having parents of being a, a, of immigrants from Jamaica you know we're, we're they so they push education like even for me I'm dro I dropped out of college and my grandma thought I was just like the worst oh you need your education it's still to this day she's like look this person has a PhD I'm like great grandma I think that's amazing you know like I just hope that they are well at the end of the day you know what I mean because it's just I don't I don't care about all the false accolades after what I saw happen I was like listen you can have all these things but if you were not well in here listen so um and see how my aunt you know she had all these degrees and I was like I don't know if she even did that for her or was it for my grandma I was like hey I just want to make you proud so this brand and this book actually is just a way for me to free myself and to free other people. Cause even for me, I was trying to be successful and keep up with everybody in college. And I was miserable. Wow. I, I was starting to fade, honestly. I was starting to, it, it, was, it was getting to the point. I was like, you know what? Maybe everything will be normal if I wasn't just here. Cause it's just, I clearly, I can't, I can't get with the program. Like everybody else is happy. Their version of happiness doesn't make me happy. And so I think that's important. Like when you realize like your version of something belongs to you. And once again, get back to that external validation. You don't need the validation of anybody else. Mm -hmm. What makes you happy, what makes you feel successful, what makes you feel liked, what makes you feel joy. We have to do that more. And sometimes it may be the things that some people don't approve of. As long as it's not hurting yourself or other people, like I'm here for it. So that's what we dive into in this book. Um, and then the beautiful transformation part, right? Because even after you redefine success, 
now you have to get into that transformation, um, which is similar to like the logo as far as like the butterfly and things of that nature, um, going through different, like different phases in order to actually become the person you were created to be. So yes, Success Over Suicide is dropping. The book is dropping in May. Oh, I am so excited. And I love the butterfly. Anybody who knows me knows I love a good butterfly. So Tess, I see a butterfly when I see you. What is next in your butterfly journey? Tell us. Where do you, oh, where do you see butterfly. yourself? What's all the next? Let's all the, we want to follow the journey because I already know you're going to be speaking in Bali and conferences. You're going to be all over the world. So we want to know first here. <laughs> Tina said, give us the tea again. No, Tina, thank you. I see a butterfly when I see you too. Even at the party that night, I don't even... I think I saw you in one corner. And then by the time I looked at that corner, you were already in another corner talking to a whole group of people. I was fluttering. <laughs> <laughs> you were literally like this. I was like, I just saw her. Um, so yes, I see the same. And as far as me, what's next? So once I release this book, my next step is the coaching program um, that I'm going to be offering so people can have one-on-one services with me where we go through redefining what success means and then getting to that second phase as far as transforming um into the person that you were created to be so that's really cool stepping into like the mentor role being a coach which is very surreal um I'm like wow it's really cool being able to help people along the journey because people do look to me uh, for insight and um and wisdom so once I have the coaching program then the next step after that is creating a, an academy uh for students as well or even in programs just to put it in schools put it everywhere and then I also want to drop a one like I mentioned with meditation I also want to have a meditation series come out with just my voice we're talking and I'm doing I'm guiding you through a, medi a meditation um on my app as well so I got an app coming out I got a website coming out it's a, it's a few things T there's a lot it's a lot of times just like <laughs> but Taz, you're talking to a girl who has so much all the time so it sounds like not a lot it sounds the right amount I am so excited for you to become a coach oh my goodness that is going to change even more lives in a deeper way and I'm so excited and I know you like yoga meditation app come on now that is amazing I'm so excited for all that's ahead and if anybody wants to follow Tessa's journey, I will have all of her information linked below and follow this, follow this, this amazing human being because changing lives in person and online and helping us redefine what success looks like for our life. Tess, thank you so much for coming on. And if thank you, you have the last words, let me know, but I feel full. <laughs> No, Tina, you took it away. I just want to say thank you for everything that you do. Like, honestly, some of the music that you sent me has gotten me through. Um, I'm like, wow, how did I meet this person? Like, this is crazy. She literally shares the same birthday as my bestie. So I think it's important to surround yourself with more people who make, who, who stretch you to be great, right? Who see greatness, who want to sow seeds into you. So I just want to say thank you so much, Tina, for this platform and this opportunity. And I'm looking forward to growing with you. Thank you so much.